right. Welcome to the CXM Experience. As always, I am Brad Kahn, CXO at Sprinkler. And today we're going to talk about my mom. Yeah. Yeah, we are. So just so if you're following on these uh, on these uh, daily podcasts, uh, we have been in the middle of a really fun series on the digital customer-first transformation system that we have at Sprinkler. Uh, the topic for today, we had just finished the capabilities model uh, and, and the value model. Those, we, we cover those off in a set of four shows. Uh, today's show is going to be on the maturity model, which is actually one of my favorite ones to talk about. So I'm super looking forward to that. But I want to take a quick break and and just go over some other sort of experience type stories. And then we'll, we'll hit it back probably um, uh, in about two shows. So um, I know my mom listens to these. Uh, not all of them. She may not ever, actually ever hear this one, but my mom does listen to many of these. And so if you're listening, mom, hi, mom, how's it going? <laughs> There's some important information in this podcast for you. So listen carefully. Uh, so I want to talk about this is kind of a meta show. So this is uh, so by meta, what I mean is I'm going to talk about a product I bought for my mom called StoryWorth. And uh, StoryWorth, like uh, story and W-O-R-T-H, StoryWorth. Com. And, uh, and then I'm going to talk about one of my mom's answers to one of those story worth questions. And I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, that also led me to sort of muse about experiences and, and how we need to do a better job as companies on them and what happens when we do do a great job. So let me talk about story worth for a sec. You may have heard about it. Uh, essentially, it's a, a product designed to capture and memorialize memories uh, often designed for sort of older members of the family who've got a ton of great stories and people keep saying, boy, it'd be really great if we could get these written down or you should write a book or whatever. But StoryWorth does is it divides the task of getting all those great memories down into a bunch of bite-sized chunks. So essentially every week they give you a question and then every week, mom, you're supposed to write an answer. Actually, my mom's been really good. She's She's gotten behind a couple of times, but I'll, I'll kind of go kind of crazy and then she catches right up. Uh, so, so she's been right on track. And the questions are really cool. And they have um, the way they sort of start is you buy it and then there, you kind of get an introduction from your sort of personal manager who's kind of running that. And then they send the upcoming questions uh, to um, the people who bought it. So, so that uh, was uh, Rachel, uh, my fiance, and myself who bought this for my mom. And we bought it for mother's day uh so it runs for a year now my mom seems to be under the impression that we bought it for her birthday uh which is february 13th and so i think she thought that she's almost done like she's only got about a month left but in fact it was purchased in may so so mom you still got a few more months ahead of you so you gotta buckle down and keep going you're doing great um and so that was that's an important piece of information i wanted to get to her but you know rachel found this and rachel thought gee i your mom's got all these amazing stories and i'd love to hear more of them and it was like um, by may 2020 as everybody knows we were sort of mid-pandemic and we couldn't do the family get-togethers we couldn't sit down and talk and we do do weekly zoom meetings which has been awesome but yeah it's not the same and so uh so rachel suggested that we buy this and i thought great idea and so we did and so the gift is from rachel and myself to my mom and so uh so my mom gets questions and so rachel and i get a an email from story worth that tells us what question is going to be sent to my mom 
and then we get CC'd on my mom's reply, and then we can actually reply to her. So I have not done a very good job of this. Uh, I should have done it more often, but I have occasionally replied to some of them uh, with a wow or holy smokes, or I didn't know that, or are you kidding me? That kind of stuff has been great. Uh, and then, um, uh, and then they, and my mom will get that reply. So I'll give you an example of some of the questions. I'm not going to go through all of them, obviously, because it's been almost a year's worth. But um, her first question that she got on May 11th, right at the beginning of it, was, uh, how did you feel when your first child was born? And what's interesting is that uh, StoryWorth picks these questions, but you can go in and pick your own. Like, you can change them if you want to. Um, but they're, they have a sort of a structure for um, eliciting great memories and the questions are somewhat orthogonal. As opposed to saying, tell us about your first child, it's like, how did you feel when your first child was born? So the first kind of comment, the meta comment on this, is that what StoryWorth has done, I think in a really clever way, is they've done two things really well. One is that they've broken down the task of writing down a lot of memories into manageable bite-sized chunks. And then they've incorporated a social component because we're looped into the process with my mom. So if she doesn't answer it, I can see that and I can talk to her. And if she does something really cool, I can actually give her positive reinforcement as she goes along. So that's the first thing, to encourage the writing down and recording of all these memories. Uh, the second thing they've done, which I think is is pretty cool, is they ask about how you feel. Like the, I'll take you through a few of the questions, but the questions aren't just pedantic. Like they, the questions have a really interesting flow to them that stirs your sense of experience. And what I would say that if I was to kind of think about what StoryWorth really is, it's essentially a, an experience journal of your life um, and essentially moderated by them. And then you can also give them pictures uh, so they can turn the whole thing into a book. So what they do at the end of 52 weeks is they take all the answers, they turn it into a book with all the pictures, they bind it, and then they send it to a bunch of people. So we got copies from my brother and my sister and ourselves and my mom. And so I'll give you some more, some more question examples. Um, which fads did you embrace while growing up? Kind of neat, right? Fads, you know, it's kind of a neat way of sort of asking the question. One is one of the most selfless things you have done in life, like, right? Kind of a neat question. It's like, you just think about that yourself. What is one of the most selfless things? Uh, describe one of your most memorable birthdays. And as I read these questions, it's like they're very evocative, right? You sort of start to kind of think about what you might say to answer that. Um, at what times in your life were you the happiest and why? My mom's answer to this question was unbelievably compelling. I, I'm not going to go over it in public, but wow, blew my mind when I, when I read it. It was really, really, really cool. Um, what is one of your favorite trips that you've taken? What made it great, right? So what made that experience uh, interesting? What made it great? What is one of the bravest things you've ever done and what was the outcome? Isn't that cool? What is one of the bravest things you've ever done? And what was the outcome? It's just a terrific question. Um, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Kind of neat, right? Everyone's going to have a different answer to that question. Um, this one was kind of cool. Are you more like your father or your mother in what ways? Again, super interesting answer uh, to that question. I'll do two more, and then I'm going to go into sort of what my mom said. Um, what is one of your favorite memories of your mother? Very neat question. And what is some of the best advice your mother ever gave you? Great questions, right? So this goes on and on and on because there's obviously 52 weeks of these. And uh, and then and as my mom replies, she replies to that question. I can see her answer and then I can reply to her on what she said. And I've learned actually a bunch of new things. What's been actually fascinating is my mom and I have actually spent you know a fair amount of time talking over the years. I mean, 
growing up, we spent a lot of time together and, you know, I went shopping with her all the time and, you know, kind of home a lot. And so it was, it was like, I felt like I had a pretty rich upbringing with my mom and got to know her quite well. Um, and, you know, in recent years, you know, I've talked to her frequently and I'd say over the last, last year for maybe last year and a half, actually, I think I've talked to her every day and sometimes I think yesterday I might have hit her three times. <laughs> so so we're we're actually communicating a fair amount. And what I love about the story worth stuff is that she's writing stuff down and I'm reading it. I'm like, I didn't know that. It's like, yeah, wow, that is cool. That's just, you know, the 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 depths of a person. And so so then then I read this week's. And when I read this week's, I was like, wow, that is super compelling. And I think it belongs on the show. So the question was um uh, from Storyworth is if you could thank anyone. Who would you thank and why? Great question, right? If you could thank anyone, who would you thank and why? So my mom, I started reading it. And uh, first paragraph, um, which is about uh, eight lines long, is the first is are her parents, right? They're immigrants, worked hard to give a great life to their children, you know, allowed her to go to school. And then, you know, she talks about how they always bought her great shoes because she had kind of narrow feet. So she didn't, you know, her feet were always taken care of and very supportive. And she sort of, you know, wishes she'd said, thank you more. Right. I think all kids sort of feel that way, or maybe most kids end up feeling that way. But uh, the irony though, I think it is one irony of parenthood and maybe being a child is that for some reason, like there's a weird stage in your life where you don't really think your parents had anything to do with where you were in life. It's mostly not true, but it's a, I guess it's a conceit that's necessary to a mat to, to keep going forward without them. I think that's probably why we do that. Like if I'm not with my parents every day, I don't want to think I was dependent on them. I need to think I was, did it all myself. I get that. So that's her first answer. Makes total sense. Thanks for parents. Great. Secondly, her sister. Now my aunt Charlotte was amazing. Like, Oh my God, the worst thing for me, I think every day is that she's not around. But my auntie Charlotte was amazing. Like a force of nature, true flower child, lived in San Francisco, some of the craziest adventures. There's stuff that um, um, Auntie Charlotte told me that I never tell anybody, not even you, Mom. And so I was like, Auntie Charlotte was an amazing force in our lives, uh, and it was terrible that she's gone. And My mom uh, was deeply influenced by her. Makes total sense. Got it. So that's a, that's a pretty long, not as long as the first paragraph. It's about five lines long. And then the third paragraph is uh, four lines long. So each paragraph is a little shorter. Uh, so Sister Mary Joseph. Uh, and she's she was one of her teachers. Uh, my mom went to a Catholic school run by nuns. Um, I've heard some pretty interesting <laughs> slash horrifying stories about that. But Sister Mary Joseph, who I've never heard of before, uh, did my mom a great kindness, which I'm not going to read here, but did my mom a great kindness. And, um, and my mom really appreciated that. So I thought that was pretty cool, right? So parents, sister, teacher. Then uh, her fourth one, also four lines long, is uh, the caretakers at West Lane Secondary School. So my mom taught high school French for many, many years. And she has this really cool idea, kind of thing about how the caretakers like were always accommodate the fact that she had to work late and would help her when kids would steal her keys and all the other kind of shenanigans that occur at school. And it sounds like, like she had a great relationship there. And I can just see my mom interacting with them and thought that was kind of neat. And that was kind of a little bit, you know, orthogonal, but kind of came up and that's kind of cool, but big, big part of her life. So, so far we're like her parents, her sister, you know, her teacher, 
and like the people she spent 20 years working in high school with, right? And I'm like, that seems like a really decent flow for thank yous. Then the then the fifth paragraph, which is almost as long as the paragraph about her parents, okay? It's uh it's six lines long. Her parents' paragraph was was eight, so it's it's not quite as long, but it's it's six lines long. It's definitely longer than sister, teachers, caretakers, okay? Is she wants to thank Big Mike at Niagara Battery and Tire. <laughs> so like, I'm reading this. I'm like, Big Mike? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? And he's the manager at essentially a tire retailer. And he, and he, and she goes, she goes, um, he was, he, I'll just read some of it because it's, it's better. My mom's a great writer. So I'll just kind of read it. So he, uh, so I'd like to thank Big Mike. He was the manager at Niagara Battery and Tire, a huge man that lumbered around in ill-fitting massive pants, and my first impression wasn't great. But he took wonderful care of my vehicle's tire needs. He always found me the best prices and could make great deals. He was courteous and lovely to deal with. His gentle, velvety voice belied his brusque exterior. When I needed tire service, I called him directly. I went to his office. He took my car keys, and my car would be next in line. I never had to wait for hours as others did and as I do now. Mike retired two years ago, and the place is just not the same without him. Nobody can fill his shoes, and his office stands empty. I haven't been able to develop a similar rapport with anyone else. I was so sad to read his obituary a couple of weeks ago. I always th- thought he might turn back up at the shop one day. I always peeked into his office to check. Wow. Now, if you wonder whether experience is important in your business, okay, this is a tire business. Generally speaking, I, I put a lot of tires on a lot of cars, and I would say this experience my mom's talking about is alien to me. I've never had a big mic in my life. Uh, it's pretty grim usually at these tire places. But what an amazing impact this person had on my mom. That in the list of all the people she'd like to thank over the course of her entire life, he's one of them. If you like, do you, do you get that? <laughs> it's like that is huge. That is the, that's the impact we can have as businesses on people that people are thinking about us years later and remembering that amazing moment. There's something I'm going to talk about in the next um, couple of shows, experiences that happened to me, uh, some really weird ones that hurts this week and some really amazing ones at Delta as usual. And so, and, but it's like, these things have lifelong impact. Uh, so, and then I, and I got to end with the last paragraph. So um, it's only three lines long, so it's the shortest one. But this was like incredible. I'm not going to read the whole thing because part of it's a little personal, but which is actually amazing too. But finally, she'd like to thank Mary. She's a cashier at my grocery store, Food Basics. Mary always looks pleased to see me, has a smile for me, and is quick to compliment me on my appearance. She always notices a scarf or a coat or a dress. It's nothing but everything. And it's nice to have someone take time to be nice. It makes my day. You know, it doesn't cost Food Basics anything for Mary to be nice. It doesn't cost Mary anything to be nice. It's just two human beings relating to each other and connecting. And Mary, in a way, if you think about CXM, Mary is got a little CXM database on my mom. Sees her every day, knows what she's wearing, is able to notice, sees different things. I'm sure she knows a bunch of things about the kids and about different parts of my mom's life. So they're able to have, I'm relatively short. I mean, how long does it take to check out? couple minutes, a relatively short interaction, but on a frequent basis. And it's personal enough and it's engaging enough and it's pleasant enough that again, in the grand scheme of my mother's life and all the people she would like to thank, 
Mary and Mike beat out her kids. <laughs> just, just in case you're counting, right? So I, I don't know. I found, I found that compelling. I found that compelling. I thought it was really amazing that business could, could do that and, um, and have that kind of impact. Anyway, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap up in a second, but I do have one more message for my mom, which is in that last paragraph on Mary, uh, when you say that she um, is quick to compliment me on my appearance, you spelled compliment wrong. All right. For the CXM experience, this is Grad Khan, CXO Sprinkler, and I'll see you next time. Next time.